day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 94 of Shop Talk. It's Carrie. And Jennifer. And we are back with another Appreciation Week episode. Uh, this week we're going to talk about Jenna Dewan's character, Bailey Mooney. Um, we're going to obviously start with when we first met her and then go into some of her uh, you know, she had a, some moments in season four, especially dealing with her personal relationships and then uh, some more, I guess, action-based things in uh, season five. And of course, we're going to talk about Balin because you can't talk about Bailey and not talk about her relationship with John. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Season four was definitely like a big season for her. Mm-hmm. I mean... That was the first yeah. time we met her, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have any news. I mean, nothing new has dropped besides Eric Winter is addicted to TikTok and yeah. Rosalind called it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I mean, kudos to him for putting out TikToks and giving us behind the scenes content. Mm-hmm. Like the one of him and Lissette today, Wednesday when we're recording this, like. Oh my gosh, I love it. And also, I just need to see more of them together, like mm-hmm. on screen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but with that, we'll jump right into the episode. Um, so, we'll start off with 314 Threshold. Um, and John's getting ready for work. Um, we see Bailey's at his door, and she's just in the towel. She explains that she's like dog sitting. Uh, for the neighbor but got locked out and before he helps her out he's he gives her a hoodie and then invites her in and like this entire interaction was just like so awkward mm-hmm. but like awkward and cute for them you know like it wasn't like bad awkward it was just like kind of cute like they didn't really know what to do so mm-hmm. um he tells her that he's a police officer and he's sworn to protect her she like flirts back and she's like me personally and he tries to flirt back and he's like well actually everyone but yeah you and he just happens to have a spare key to the neighbor's house that she's locked out of like magically he just has a spare key um which it's not weird to have a spare key i just feel like that's like what are the chances that he has the key to that house but then after watching it it was like well it makes sense like with him being a cop, he probably has a key, has a spare key to everyone's house, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So then she shares that, like, she knows one of the neighbors from work, and that's where we find out that she's a firefighter, one of her many jobs. Um, again, he flirts, and he's like, well, this will be our first secret. And, yeah, I mean, again, they're cute. It's awkward, but, like, in a cute way. Um, she compliments his house, asks if he lives there alone. There's an awkward pause, and he's like, oh, yeah, the key. Like, here you go. And he offers help find the dog, and Bailey's like, no, he's back in the house. Like, when I got out there, I looked back in, and he was sitting in the bathroom. Um, And then Bailey and John banter back and forth about the dog. She thanks him for saving her, which is cute. Um, I don't know. I know that people are, like, they kind of use save as like a loose word when it comes to like helping a friend out but Mm -hmm. i don't know i kind of felt like it was like 
a certain choice of a word for them because they're both first responders. I don't know. Maybe it was just me like overthinking it. But mm -hmm. um, so then like he tells her that his shift ends at eight and he's just grabbing takeout like on the way home and they could eat dinner together. And like he opens the door for her, but not before he tells her like, oh, I'll wear my fancy towel. And <laughs> um, which again, just like awkward, but you know, it's his way of flirting, I guess you know and so um like they were awkward cute but they were also like awkward cringe like i remember watching that and i was like this just feels weird to watch i don't know so mm -hmm. then so while i was watching it i forgot like everything that happened in this episode like i remembered big parts but like i literally watched this episode from beginning to end because it was just so good um but I was questioning, why don't we ever see them dealing with, like, conflicting schedules? You know, like, them both being first responders, she probably has, like, a 24 on, 48 off, or vice versa schedule. Like, we never see them conflicting with that. Like, oh, they've went, you know, a day or two without seeing each other or something. Like, I don't know. I feel like it would make it a little bit more uh, realistic. But, I mean, I could be just forgetting about it so um i mean i feel like we just see bailey like a lot at like, his house and then, like he's like leaving for the day or something so like sometimes yeah. i feel like that's just implied that they have different schedules but yeah i feel like since they did it with like chenford yeah really, true. Like, have that problem well they can <laughs> have yeah. that problem but not on a show yeah you know um, that. yeah so then Bailey's back at John's house for dinner. She brings back the hoodie. She's all flustered and nervous telling him like she washed it. And then she's like, oh, but I didn't. I don't know why I said that. And then John introduces Bailey to Fiona and he's flustered. He's like, I would have told you, but I didn't know your phone number and your last name. Um, and then he explains why Fiona is there. And he tells Bailey that she's welcome to stay. He wants her to, in fact. And she's like, will there still be food? Which, like, whole mood. Because same. Like, you offer food and I will likely be there. Yep. So, then Bailey quickly becomes interested with what Fiona and John are working on. She's She then is like, well, things are so much more simple in the UCM at UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice. And he's confused and she's like, yeah, I'm also a reserve in the Army National Guard and a dance fighting instructor i'm not even gonna try to say like the like actual word but um capera i don't know instructor um and so then bailey like john's intrigued by all that and you know fiona kind of talks about like her uh like her jobs and stuff and john's like i feel behind with you two mm -hmm. sitting here um <laughs> and i was like I mean, they're girl bosses, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and so begins Bailey's introduction to her many jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Bailey's intrigued by all this and asks what he's going to do, but prefaces it in, in a jokey manner. And she's like, your decision will tell me everything I need to know about you as a person. And so then we get to, like, the end of the episode. And John takes Bailey to the Wopaz wedding as his plus one, which looking back on it i'm like that was 
even more of an awkward date, like first date than I thought. Um, but he does mention that it's their first date and he hopes it's not weird that it's a, a wedding. And I'm like, dude, that's just the tip of the iceberg for all of your dates. Like, let's be real. Mm -hmm. So then Bailey corrects him and tells him that it's technically that technically their first date was a TED talk on prosecutorial abuse. Um, so this is their second one. And they're flirting more. John brings up how he feels compelled to be unexpected, to which Bailey adds that it's a lot of pressure for their first kiss. And John's like, I like a challenge. Mm -hmm. And we kind of leave it there with them um, for season three. So, yeah. I don't know. It was cute. I mean, it was, it was an interesting way to meet her and, like, for John to meet her. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, she was, like, a victim on a call or whatever and he saved her or anything like it was it was just interesting and i wonder how he like introduced her or told that like told people at work like how he met her mm -hmm. i feel like it was probably very john nolan of him to just be like yeah she just like stopped by my house like yeah. she got locked out like he would forego the mention of the towel to like everyone but to if you like certain people he would say he would mention the towel mm -hmm. yeah well because it was like bam it's time for the wedding like yeah let's go. you know like it was very like quick for them i guess but this is i feel like his well aside from his like marriage which we didn't see but like i feel like this is like his longest relationship yeah yeah um, for sure as far as the show goes mm -hmm. yeah because i think i saw somewhere that grace was around for like well she was supposed to be around for two or three episodes or something and then it got extended mm -hmm. but yeah bailey is definitely like the longest so but yeah that's about it for 314 yeah um and 403 didn't have like a lot we just had like a few like um it kind of like starts up a um a storyline that like continues on through the season um but uh it was called in the line of fire and um we see bailey show up at the scene of the fire and uh the police were already there and obviously she was mad at john for not going in with a mask um but obviously they made up and are okay because next time we see them he's like got in a shower to get the smoke out and she's getting dressed so obviously she uh slept over at his house again um we did get to see them in this episode though like show up to babysit um baby jack so yeah even though you know like plans to, i mean their plans were okay but like of course we see them on the baby monitor with jack when elijah shows it to wesley at the yeah. restaurant and i was like no thank you <laughs> um but uh their plans for the evening ordering food and making out i mean like yeah <laughs> i don't really i don't have anything more to say about it yeah um yeah and then towards, I guess, like, towards the end of the episode, we do get to see um, John and Bailey discuss, like, the um, arsons with Angela because there are two more victims um, that were, like, the one from the fire that Bailey originally showed up at. 
Um, so it like en- the episode like ends and it's like, you know, there may be a serial killer um on their hands. So yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of cool because then we got to see, you know, like Bailey be involved in the, you know, conversations and like her, you know, expertise, I guess, was needed a little more. So yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so then we have uh, 410, which was Heartbeat. Um, and this one was a pretty big episode. Like, we definitely learned more about Bailey in it. And I'm yeah. kind of surprised that they waited until 410 for that. But it was, like, mid-season premiere. Mm-hmm. So they wanted it to kind of be bigger um, and build up to it. So in the previous episode, we find out John is going to propose to Bailey. They're out to lunch and he's just about to do it. Um, but Jason Bailey's current slash ex-husband, like she wants him to be her ex, but they're still married, uh, walks up and he just like starts to walk into the restaurant or whatever and then like sees her and <laughs> introduces himself. And <laughs> everyone's shell shocked. John clarifies that like he met X, but Jason's like, No, Bailey didn't mention me, apparently. And which makes sense because he was in prison. Like, why would she? But also, like, she should have mentioned him. Kind of weird. Um, but technically, they've only been dating for like what eleven episodes, maybe. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know how many weeks that is in the rookie land, but um, no, I don't really know either. Yeah, because. There was a time jump too from three fourteen right. to season four. So who knows? Right. Um but yeah, and then but like you know that they haven't been dating that long. I don't know, it's all just kind of odd. And then John's like, Yeah, I'm gonna propose. Um but yeah, so the only sentence that Bailey can form is that Jason wasn't supposed to get out for another two years. Which I picked up on something watching this episode that I was like continuity issue or something here is not right um and jason's like well good behavior led to my early release and he can't believe it either um so then jason excuses himself he didn't realize that she was seeing someone and he tells sean to be good to her his wife deserves the best and the whole thing is just weird like there's like kind of eerie music playing it's just kudos to steve jenna's real life husband for playing that role because Mm -hmm. he killed it i mean everyone did in that scene yeah so jason walks away it's just awkward filled with a lot of tension for balen and the only thing john can get out is that bailey is married and she didn't tell him and she just gets she gets up to leave and he's just like watching her walk away like she's distraught john's just kind of he's not showing emotion but you can tell that he's just upset so then we see him spinning out at work. He's talking this through with Nyla. Nyla has John call Skip Teresa Randy, which was his first introduction. And they look into Jason. So then Bailey, like, we cut over to her. She gets off the phone with Jason's parole officer, confirms what Jason told her, and said that unless he violates parole, he's a free man. So Bailey's talking to her coworker. And, you know, she's like, oh, I believe he got out on parole for good behavior. He probably charmed his way through there. And (laughs) Bailey shares a little background on him. She's like, you know, everything with him is great until you dare to disagree with him. 
Um, and, you know, she told her coworker that she would try and tell people who he really was. Um, the guy no one ever saw and it would make her look insane. So the coworkers like, you got to focus on the future, like get the divorce first and foremost. And Bailey's Bailey's spinning out too. You know, she's tried for two years. Jason would pretend to go along with it, engage in the negotiations, cut off contact for months. And then when she had like almost given up, he would come back with a new demand and the whole process would start all over. So then she gets a fraud alert text to her phone and finds out someone charged $2,000 to her credit card. She immediately assumes that it's Jason, but her coworker tries to talk her down um, and is like, it could be some random fluke. Um, but her Bailey's plan is to call Jason to the station where it's her turf. She's surrounded by her friends um, and she's going to show him that she's not afraid anymore and tell him that she wants to divorce for good. Um, so then john and bailey talk at like this call that they're on and he's still in shock he just kind of needs some time she's apologizing wanting to explain more about the past and john's just like more upset that she didn't trust him enough to tell her about this and be honest um because something like this is really important and so john's just like i don't know how to move forward with this like i need time so Bailey's back at the station again, recapping everything to the same coworker. She's like, I can't lose John over this. Um, and then Jason walks up and Bailey makes it clear that they're not reconnecting. She wants a divorce. And he tells her that ever since his release, he's been trying to find her so that he could apologize for his past self. Um, he offers to have lunch so that they can talk about it. But Bailey puts her foot down um, and she's like, no, we're going to stay right here. So she asks what he's doing in L.A. And he's like, oh, I just want you to be happy. And he pulls out a yellow envelope that has divorce papers in it. But, like, because he's the spouse, he legally can't give them to her. So he hands them to her coworker, And then she gives them to Bailey. Um, and my question is, is, what would he have done if they would have went on lunch? Like, had the waiter give it to Bailey? Like, that would have just been weird. Um, I mean, I think it's weird in any situation. I don't yeah, know. true. But it's weird, like when it's you handing them over directly, right? Because yeah. like someone else usually hands them over. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um. Then Skip Tracer Randy calls John back with the information on Jason, and we found we find out he was convicted of embezzlement and served two and a half years of a six year sentence, and there were no other complaints against him. So, I mean his story checks out but also like it's still just kind of odd um so john and i are talking to oscar oscar offers to help john find out more information on jason um and then like later in the episode we see bailey get in her car to go home and it won't start so she calls john she wants to explain everything to him and she just he just needs time to figure things out and then i remember thinking this when watching the episode i was like Okay, so she called John. You would think that she would tell him about her car, but she didn't. And she's just, like, sitting there in, like, a car that won't start. And then, like, somehow she gets home. Wow. Also, Jason was definitely the one to mess with the car. Like, he had to have been. Oh, for sure. Um, To stall and give himself time to go through her house. So then... um john receives a call from oscar after he hangs up with bailey who's got information about jason um 
and Oscar's like, yeah, he's the most charming man on the planet, like, and a cold-blooded manipulator. And John's like, okay, well, is he dangerous? Um, He is serving time for embezzlement. And from what Oscar heard, he doesn't have to be because he whispers in all the right ears and whoever his enemy ends up, whoever is his enemy ends up on the wrong end of the shank. There's no way to trace it back to him. So, um, but like the whole sentencing thing is weird because if he served two and a half years and Bailey said you weren't supposed to get out for another two years, but like he had a six year sentence. So like continuity, unless, I mean, that's like four and a half, right? Like, I don't know, where's the other two and a half coming from or like other two? I don't know. I was like, maybe I'm overthinking this. And I don't really know the like criminal system, criminal justice system, but I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, so then anyway, we cut over to Bailey. She's walking in the door, who immediately feels uneasy and grabs the bat by the front door. So she like searches the bathroom, the bedroom, um, and finds the wedding album of her and Jason out on the bed, which is creepy. Creepy. Um, so then the next day. She walks up to Jason, who's mowing, doing, like, community service work, whatever. And she tells him that she knows what he's doing. And he was in her house. And he denies that. But she's like, I was right about one thing. You don't want a divorce. And um, Jason doesn't want one. Surprise, surprise. He just wants things to go back to the way that they were. But Bailey questions which part. Like, where he shamed her, belittled her, tried to control everything. And he was like, I was trying to help. Like you know and so she fights back she's like no you abused me not meant to not physically but mentally and emotionally um making her think that everything was her fault like she was kind of starting to for lack of a better word or phrase like cause a scene in the park and jason was trying to de-escalate that but it was also like no bailey needed to have that and to have witnesses um so she tells him that she's not the same person as before. And if he pushes back, she'll push back harder. And before she leaves, she's just like, just leave me alone forever. Which, like, she ate that scene up. Jenna Dewan ate that scene up. She did not have to do that. But, like, she did. Um, And, I mean, just the way that, like, she was, like, her body language, her tone, her emotions, like, she killed it. She killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she's leisurely driving home after work i would assume one day and she's pulled over by a cop and then another one like comes to block the front of the front end of her car they get they tell her to get out like they're gonna search the car they find drugs in it again immediately knows that it's jason he's trying to frame her nolan then goes to bail bailey out and he checks in on her and she's just like you know i should have seen this coming like i was dumb like he doesn't like to be challenged um and john's or bailey's like so how much is the bail like i'll pay you back and john's like it's not that easy like with the amount of cocaine that they found in her car they're gonna have to charge her with a felony um and she'll have to wait for the judge to set her bail which could take a day or two and john's like but while you're in here like we're gonna fix i'm gonna fix this and he still loves her but that doesn't get them like any closer to good um but he's like no one screws with you and gets away with that so at the end of the episode john confronts jason 
when he's walking out of his car after work or walking out to his car after work. Jason plays dumb, but, you know, John's not having that. He's all smug and he's like, you know, hearing that she's facing some consequences for her action actions does well for my spirits. And John's like, before John leaves, he says he's coming for him now that he knows who he really is, which. Yeah. It was it was a really good episode and I feel like it helped us learn more about Bailey. Yeah. Um, without like I don't know, just kind of adding like it added a whole other layer to her character and story. And then after watching this, I was kind of like, okay, now I kind of understand why she was involved in so many different like things and jobs, like just to kind of get her mind off of what she had going on with Jason and like keep her busy or out of the house or whatever. So Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, that's it for 410. Yeah. I feel like it was like, it showed that Bailey wasn't perfect. I mean, not that she was like trying to be, but I just like, you know, it was all about all her jobs and like how, um, you know like just like how you know like how how talented she is or like you know her and john like it just you know like so i felt like this kind of even though it was like a terrible thing it like still showed that like oh she has some like baggage and um is not you know like she's not perfect yeah yeah um, well, that and I think it gave us a new look on her, you know, mm-hmm. like we were kind of like, oh, like she is human in a way, like as a character, you know, like she's got human like qualities in her. Um, yeah, like you said, like she's not perfect. She's flawed. Mm-hmm. She's got baggage to her. Um, I just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in 504, which is what we're going to talk about next, like the choice, it showed like that even though she has all these skills that she's learned, it's like she's kind of helpless. And so like she mm-hmm. has to rely on other people. Um, yeah. Except for John, because John has other things to worry about. At least in this episode. Yeah. He I redeems mean, himself. Yeah, no, he does. But just her like, just like rewatching this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, her like wtf says when mm-hmm. when he like takes off but i mean it's for good reason it's just like both of them i guess kind of had that like helpless feeling but yeah um yeah anyway um so that was for, a good segue yeah i try <laughs> uh that was actually not intentional at all i just kind of you know um but in 504 uh we well we start out uh seeing bailey and um her uh squad like do a wellness check um but the house they show up at nobody's there it's empty um which like it doesn't exactly make sense because then like she hears what she thinks is like a voice like down the way a little bit but then she takes a step forward and she falls into a tank (laughs) and like then there's comes across yeah no it's fine like literally i remember seeing the promo for that too like as soon as that like action happened of like you know jenna or like the stunt double you know like dropping it i was like 
oh my gosh, I remember that exact moment that he showed that in the um, trailer. And um, so, yeah, so she's the great comes across the top um, and she sees the um, words, I got you um, and like cameras um, pointing at her. So she instantly uh, knows it's, uh, you know, a trap like set by Rosalind uh, for her. And I mean, hey, at least she had her phone, though. Mm hmm. Like so, at least she at least she's able to call. Um, but poor John though, like he, him and Selena were just like out and about, like minding their own business, and yeah, then he calls and um says she's in trouble, and so he's you know obviously he's on his way. Um, meanwhile, her team tries to get the grate open, um, but uh, her one coworker that had the their hands like on the grate is electrocuted from that so then they're like nope this is not safe we can't you know like they can't do anything uh else to help her at the moment and so a little while after arriving um john says that they can like try to cut through the grate as long as it's um like not grounded but um bailey thinks that there are more like traps set up if they try to do that or anything else um and she so she's like since she has her phone she's able to like video um like around and she sends him a video and um like other other LAPD people are there so like obviously Selena's there and then we have like Lucy and Tim um they like are all gathered around um and it appears to be like explosives um that are like all packed together um and but they're working on cutting the power so hopefully they can like get that turned off so they can actually like, get in there um, and get her out. And um, judging from what he sees, John thinks that Bailey is in a steel tank, uh, but there's no, uh, like it's all walled off. So there's no like door to get in, but they should be able to cut through the floor, uh, but they have to do it away from the cameras so that Rosalind doesn't know that they know that there are cameras there. Um and I thought it was nice because like Lucy wants to stay there and make sure Bailey's not like by herself even though like she is but like she isn't you know yeah. so like she can still have someone to like talk to um and a little while later in the episode um there are spikes that come out under Bailey's feet and they're like oh my god like they I mean obviously they'd freak out anyway because it's you know like what is this um right. but it wasn't like something that like they like they didn't trip anything it was like just a motion sensor that was probably triggered um under the floor so they can still get to the to the basement through the floor um they just have to be like more careful and taking it apart um at least they were um able to get the power cut uh but they're like they're worried because water is now um filling up in the tank and they're worried that that's like triggering something else uh and it's only a few hours until the tank uh fills up completely and this is when um as i mentioned before um john has to take off because it's well his phone rings in the middle of all this and it's obviously rosalind um and if he you know alerts anyone that he's on the phone with her um bailey you know uh will not make it Mm -hmm. and uh 
he basically tells Bailey he'll be right back. And that's when we get the WTF uh, expression. And yeah. so he goes outside and, you know, Rosalind says that there's nothing that they can do to save her. And, you know, but John's the only one that can help her. And so he's um, like, he gets in the car um, and when he's driving uh, to meet with Rosalind, there's an app on the phone that's in the car with him. Uh, and it's a camera that's watching Bailey. So like he, so like he can see her through that camera. Um, and so that's obviously very distressing uh, to him. And of course, because nothing can ever go smoothly when it comes to anything involving Rosalind, um, as John's driving, he runs into trouble and, um, now, you know, like, Bailey has to pay the price, essentially, for, um, this, like, bump in the road that John ran into, for lack of a better phrase, uh, and so, like, we see these, like, sparks fly over top of the water as it's filling up, and it's the, um, potassium amide, and it's, like, what the heck's the word like repels water is that the opposite of like goes with yeah okay or expels no i think it's repel yeah oh god science people are gonna be like what the heck are they talking it doesn't interact with water okay it like just sits over top of it like it it just sits um and so and you know there's obviously enough in there to um blow up the whole entire tank because Mm -hmm. Rosalind thought of everything when it comes to... She's a genius, and in the worst way possible. Yeah, an evil genius. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, um, you know, John is promising, that, like, nothing's, you know, gonna happen to, like, derail him anymore. Um, and if he, you know, does anything to, um, you know, alert someone that, like, you know he's in trouble or something then um bailey's again going to you know not make it um and speaking of bailey she asks where john is and poor lucy like doesn't want to answer and you know say that he's you know off trying to you know do all these things to save her um and so tim kind of steps in and is like he's outside with the engineers like trying to figure you know figure this thing out um and selena tries to lighten the mood uh and tells bailey that she's held her breath for a long time and bailey said that she did some competitive diving when she was younger because of course she did um but i mean you know another fun fact about bailey she obviously has that like competitive spirit and like drive Mm -hmm. in her uh from that we see that in later episodes too yes yeah um and so bailey asks what the longest time is that someone's ever like held their breath and they look it up and bailey's trying to break the record each time um like that either the sparks are going or like you know they're like moving anything or trying to move things to you know get into the tank or anytime the water level rises so like anytime um anything's happening she's trying to do that so she can also keep her mind off things as well um but she does eventually i mean she knows that lucy is lying and eventually wants to know what's going on so lucy 
um, tells her what is going on. And like, as we're seeing, obviously seeing John finally show up to the house, like see Rosalind and um, meet with her. Uh, it's like intermittently dispersed with um, Bailey still being trapped in the tank with the water is now up to her neck. But um, Lucy and Selena are still upstairs with her. And they... I love how Lucy and Selena were the two to, like, stay with her. Yeah. Well, you know, girl power. Yeah. I mean, also, like, Nyla and Angela were a little busy, so. Yes, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're, um, you know, this is her final time to, uh, like, hold her breath. So since they've been, you know, practicing and Lucy and Selena have been timing her, um, like, because once the, once the power is cut and they can get the grade off, they still have to wait for that, um, potassium amide to, like, stop doing its thing. Um, and so Bailey's down in the water. She's holding her breath, obviously, but time's, like, ticking down. Um, we had, we saw Tim earlier in the episode, like, go down through to get to the um basement um and lucy was able to get down there too um eventually but um so tim's trying to break the glass to get her out through the side like of the tank i'm motioning as if people can see this i don't know what i'm doing um and anyway so uh (laughs) while all this is happening nolan can see all of this while he's with rosalind and he still hasn't shot Rosalind with the gun that she'd given him to do so. Um, and he knows like, he can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, like I said earlier, you know, like he's feeling helpless because he thinks that Bailey is literally dying. Um, which also makes him lower the gun. But what he doesn't know is that they've managed to get Bailey out. Um, Selena was actually the one to dive into the tank, which I had forgotten about. Yeah. Um, and like pulled Bailey up to the surface and Lucy performed um CPR, you know, it successfully uh woke her up. I feel like, like that's kind of when Selena became close to Bailey. Like yeah. she was close before this, but mm-hmm. I f- like just because John is her uh TO, but I yeah. feel like this is when Bailey and Selena like really got close was this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so she yeah. is Balin's child, like <laughs> yeah she's Balin's child and tamara's shenford's child like the couple <laughs> said don't actually have children they've got like you know pseudo children <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's oh, funny um again though just the sad music like i mean i know it's the same track that they use for any like you know any character that's like in peril but like the last two characters they used that for died so yeah i mean it's obviously it was, i was fine watching it now because i knew that right you know, bailey is okay and but like know. back then like we were shaky we yeah. we weren't we weren't doing well that's no, for I, sure yeah i seriously thought that she was not going to make it um but she's okay and she reunites with john um uh i mean so it like happy ending in that respect not in respect to like everything else because the Rosalind thing opened up a whole new uh can of worms for them to deal with but um you know 
in terms of Bailey, she's okay. And she, I mean, it took like every, everyone was doing something to help her. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she pulled through. So good. Yeah. Um, That and 410 were definitely like pivotal episodes for her. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, So then we have 506, The Reckoning, which this is where we see more of Bailey's competitive spirit come out. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is fun because I feel like it showed a new side to her um, and kind of went more in depth. Um, But yeah, so we start the episode with Bailey and John. They're having like a little contest and whoever the winner is gets to choose where they're getting married. Um, which is a new way to wedding plan, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Why not? I don't know. I don't know if it's the best way, but okay. Um, but John's confident that he's going to win. He's like, you know, why don't we just stay here in like Southern California? Um, and Bailey's like, well, when I win, we're going to the French Quarter in New Orleans. <laughs> and um, so the contest is who can make the most pancakes. Um, and then they like look at the stack and you know they were like that's not the contest so they tied it looks like they've been they've done about 20 contests like if each tick mark was a contest then they've mm-hmm. at least done maybe not 20 but like a little bit more than that because they've tied 20 times um math is not my strong suit tonight <laughs> and so now they need a tiebreaker and bailey's proposing who can eat their pancake stack the fastest which I don't think that's really a good challenge. No. Like, but also it still made me really want pancakes. Like we had that, like Balin doing it. And then we have Tim cooking them later. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. Pancakes. That's their official, the official rookie food. No, literally. And like pancakes that you make like that, like from the batter from scratch are so much better. Mm -hmm. They do sound really good. It just made me want like breakfast for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that's like it. Yeah. That's a thing. So. Yeah. Um, which do you like bacon or sausage? Like um, what would you I pair def- with pancakes? I mean, I'd like either. I mean, I'm a bacon person. Has yeah. to be like crispy though. Yeah. Not like burnt, but just like crispy. Yeah. I I'd much rather have sausage, but I, I'll have bacon. It just has to be like a little bit more soft though. Mm. Like I don't yeah, I don't like burnt. Um turkey bacon is really good. That's kind of mm-hmm. my new bacon yeah. go-to than like regular. But mm-hmm. yeah, sausage, sausage links, not patties, links. links oh really? See, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm like I'm like, give me the flat. <laughs> like if I'm eating anything in like the link shape, it'll be like just not that. Like no. <laughs> Yeah, no, the patties are, like, too much. I mean, I'll eat a patty, um, but, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, thick. And then if you, like, burn them, I don't know, it's just mm, kind of a lot. True. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, anyway. anyway. Sorry. Sidetrack. Listen, us. again, food. Food yeah. is the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then John asks if it's possible that they're too competitive. And Bailey's mm-hmm. like, I'm yeah. giving you the out. You can quit. Like, and he's like, I'm not going to give up. Like, let's go. Yeah. So that obviously answered their question. Yeah. So then Balin meets up at, at like a crime scene. Um, and John's like, maybe we should have a Lego building co- competition next. <laughs> yeah, like they're still tie. talking about this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And she's like, you were once a contractor. And he's like, but I didn't buy build houses out of Legos. No, but it's 
somewhat the same. Like, you mm -hmm. still, you know how to build and, like, strategically do it. Like, yes, it's not the exact same, but it's similar. Mm -hmm. um, and so she's like, I think we should do something intellectual. Like, learn a new language and see who's more fluent at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what about Japanese? And then he reminds her that he she taught English in Kyoto. Which, again, another job for Bailey. Yeah. Maybe, um, I was going to say, maybe she did that while she was, like, in the National Guard. But no. Because she would have been busy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know, like, classmates of mine that have gone, you know, like, abroad to teach English. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't necessarily have to be completely fluent in that language yeah. that you're going in order to teach. Um, yeah, because she was ESL. teaching English. Um, and so, but anyway, I'm sure, yes, obviously Bailey would still have a leg up in that. She, she would slay it. I mean, mm -hmm. let's be real. She would slay so yeah so um john and bailey are competing again later after shift but this time I, I think it's with chicken wings i don't know i couldn't see it on the screen but they do have hot sauce with it too mm -hmm. he's sweating bullets needing a drink bailey's fine she's sweating too mm -hmm. uh and she's like even pulling the firefighter card on him she's like you do realize that i walk into burning buildings right like this is no big deal mm -hmm. and he can't fight it he runs to the fridge for something to drink. Bailey wins. <laughs> she shares the score. She's got 22. He's got 21. So they competed in another couple challenges. Like, what were those yeah. challenges? I need I to mean, know. So they didn't ever, like, decide on the one. They just threw out, like, other options. Right. Right. So, well, I'm so then that... they had to have at least had the 20 then. And then this yeah. one would be, like, their 20. Or, well, wait, does that work? Well, the pancake stack one was, or the pancakes in the morning was 20. So okay, then maybe. So then Nolan had 21. Oh, yeah, wait, but no, she but has they 22. Tied. Oh, God, I don't know. So wait, yeah. So then maybe. With numbers, I don't know. Maybe they did have just one more because then this one with the hot sauce gave her 22. Yeah. Whichever one it was, it was probably like the Lego building. Because, obviously, they didn't do the pancake one, otherwise, or the pancake eating, otherwise they wouldn't have talked about the Lego building. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they did, and then they just came across the hot sauce. Who knows? But they're competitive. Yeah. Um, them being competitive is like Wopez solving murders yeah. in their free time. Yeah. And, like, like calling that fun. and solving. Yeah. Yeah, murder. debating. Yeah. Um, so as he's chugging milk, she's proposing a time for the wedding. May. They'll miss Mardi Gras, but, like, it'll still be great weather in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, you still have to win by two, though. Like, this is literally all that they're worried about right now. Like, yep. it's it's great. I don't know. I like that it's kind of low pressure. Like, there mm -hmm. isn't a storyline where they're, like, worrying about big things. I mean, their wedding is, obviously, but... Right. So then... um selena's at john's door she can't sleep she's spinning out which bailey then offers to make her chamomile to chamomile tea um and give her some advice and john's like well doesn't valerian root help like that would be better and bailey and john then make that a competition to see who can get selena to fall asleep when first wins because yes that's what you do you use other people and rope other people into your crazy mm -hmm. things um 
And John, like, gets into semantics, and he's like, well, how is that even a contest? And Bailey's like, we'll take turns. Like, you know, when she falls asleep, that's who wins, whoever's turn it was. John spins out more about it, um, and Bailey's just confident. um, And she's like, it sounds like you're afraid my way might be better. And then they look over to find Selena just, like, passed out on the couch. So it's a tie again. Um, Hmm. And... Then at the end of the episode, John and Bailey are passing out candy, the trick-or-treaters, and Bailey's claiming that she wears the Captain America costume better, which isn't it just like a, like a shirt and like matching yeah. pants or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and John agrees, you know, they're both wearing the same. And he's like, no one's arguing with that. And so it was cute, like kind of flirty at the end. But yeah, yeah that was their competition episode, which... Mm-hmm kind of like the chenford competition but like obviously different you know because apparently balin oh food wait is sorry i'm thinking ahead to the love language episode that we're doing obviously food is there yeah food and competition like words of affirmation maybe i don't know physical acts of service i don't know yeah oh we gotta think of that oh my gosh yeah yeah we have to think of that yeah so um but anyway uh yeah so we just had like a couple little um like little more moments um for that and mostly it's like Balin, but mostly bailey um Mm -hmm. and so in like 507 um crossfire we had bailey doing her meditation like it starts the episode off with that um and john's obviously like walking through sergeant chalk but then he's like oh sorry like so he has to like whisper to not distract her um and uh she had been talking to selena apparently who had mentioned that the energy in their house could be off uh and so obviously something has to be done about it uh and this is like a recurring a uh, thing that selena brings up about their house like possibly having mm-hmm. spirits or like being you know like haunted in some way like there's something off about it um but later on bailey comes by the station and brings a bunch of samples to redecorate uh john's place and um but john wants to talk to her and like he wants her to be to be happy there um since there's really nothing of hers that's there which I kind of find that odd considering that like we've seen her at his house like all the time yeah then or like since then um or prior to that I mean um but anyway so John will go uh get some of her stuff and you know to make it their place um and apparently there was one lounge chair that she really loved uh yeah but when she sees it in the house she's like no it's ugly take it back um and i'd forgotten this was the gnome uh mentioned the like little gnome that they posted on the rookie instagram of like jenna just like holding it yeah Um, that gets to stay um although a mini earthquake shatters it and he's like that doesn't necessarily mean anything like as in their you know house is bad luck or anything or this thing is gonna you know affect them so i kind of thought that was funny um because bailey 
you know, is obviously like buying in a little bit to what Selena was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas John was like, nah. <laughs> like yeah. they're okay. Um and speaking of Selena in like the episode after, um, so 508 the caller, uh, she had apparently been staying with John and Bailey for a couple nights. Um, but there's an annoying sound that's been keeping her and Bailey up uh at night. And it's a scratching noise of some kind. And John said that he'll check it out when he um, is home. Uh, And while they're out patrolling, Selena asks uh, John why he and Bailey haven't set a date for their wedding. So they've like, they've moved past this stage, obviously, since they had all these competitions to like kind of, you know, get some things nailed down. And Mm -hmm. um, but obviously a date, a specific date is not one of them. but John said that they're, you know, just enjoying being engaged. Uh, but Selena thinks it has something to do with Bailey's ex-husband, Jason. So there's that, you know, tie back to season four. Because um, she had apparently heard that through, you know, through the grapevine kind of thing, like through gossip. Um, and later on, um, Bailey, obviously, I guess, this is where I think it's kind of like just implied that since John's like leaving for the day and then comes back home and Bailey's there yeah. that like it's just they just kind of don't really care if their schedules like match up. Yeah. Like I don't know. Because I feel like one of them's either like one of them's there when the other isn't or they have had quite a well not quite a few but a few scenes where it's like you know they're both on the couch like with their wine or watching um, right uh, The Bachelor or whatever it was. Um, so I feel like they just kind of roll with it. Um, but anyway, so Bailey, um, you know, welcomes him home and he still wonders what the heck was like, wonders what was making that noise. Um, and Bailey, while she was there, discovered this cute quote unquote dog <laughs> and yeah. had the dog in a crate and she's so excited about it. Like she's not even like telling him much of anything. She's just like, can we keep it? And John's just like, heck no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. Um, and then upon closer inspection, they he like, you know, um ducks down, take a look at it. And he's like, No, that's not a dog. That's a coyote. Yeah. Uh, so no, they can't keep it. And John wonders how on earth Bailey got him in the crate in the first place. Which she doesn't really answer it, but it's like a valid question. It is. It is. But the coyote also like looked, I mean, it was obviously freaked out, like out of its Mm -hmm. mind. So, but still, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know that as funny of a scene as it was, because don't get me wrong, it was, um, it like didn't paint her in the best light. I feel like, like it made her look, and I feel like I said this when we did cover the episode, but I feel like it made her look like kind of ditzy in a way with it like i don't know just because it's like how do you know like how do you not know that that's not a dog like i I mean yes there are dogs that look like that like you know healers and stuff like they have that some of the same look um but it's still Mm -hmm. just like no yeah i don't know i mean and i'm like wondering i mean maybe you know since like firefighters you like the whole get cats out of trees thing <laughs> like mm-hmm. maybe bailey's had to do that like a few yeah. times or something um and so like she's used to kind of like wrangling things yeah that are like possibly out of control or slightly frantic 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how she didn't realize that that was a. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of, it was kind of odd. Yeah. But I don't know. I felt like, I mean, it was fine. It was a funny story, but it was also Mm -hmm. just kind of like, why are we doing this in season five? Like we've known her. We know how like smart and capable she is. Like, why are we Mm -hmm. making it seem like she doesn't know that that's not a dog? I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Um, Yeah. But yeah. So that's about it for this episode i mean mm-hmm. bailey has a big role in this show and i feel yeah. like it's mainly because she's with john nolan so like you know she's obviously tied to like one of the main characters of the show but i feel mm-hmm. like she has had her own storylines mm-hmm. you know that have kind of set her apart from john yeah anyway. i mean obviously we didn't cover like every single little right like individual moment for her but i mean we you know picked you know a few you know a couple like really big pivotal episodes and then just a few like kind of fun or funnier yeah funny ones that kind of showed jenna's like acting chops so yeah yeah um but yeah that's about it um you can find this on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, we're on Twitter individually as well. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And we're also on TikTok at the shop talk podcast underscore. Um, I say this lately, but we'll try to post more. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have ideas. It's just I haven't had the time to do them. Um, but yeah. So also check out our T Public store. We have some cool stuff coming because our hundredth episode is going to line up with the rookies. So we've got some fun stuff coming for that. Um, And please, if you like shop talk, if you liked this episode, please leave us a rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, And then our next episode will be dropping on January 18th with a rewatch mm-hmm. of witches of the East end with Jenna and Eric. So if any of you guys have watched that show, because we have not like we will be coming in yeah fresh i mean i've seen like scenes of it like parts of yeah one episode or you know possibly another one but like but not like i've ever seen a full episode from beginning to end no so if you guys have like a favorite episode or maybe a couple that like we should check out like let us know Mm -hmm. um We'll be like tweeting that out too. So if you guys are online, you can obviously. But if you want to email us, that works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not like on Twitter, like feel free to email us or slide into our DMs on TikTok. Like literally anything works. (laughs) Um, But yeah, until then, bye everyone. Bye guys. Go get them, boo.